Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers, KJM, is presented by Progressive Insurance. Guys, I, I say this in boxing a lot, Key, J., and I thought this about KD after the Achilles when he came to Brooklyn. You know, I, I, I talk about, like, Muhammad Ali, when he was in his prime, was the goodest heavyweight who ever lived. The goodest. Because he, he, he had the most athletic ability, size, skills, the whole thing, right? But you didn't know if he was the greatest until that stuff started to leave him in his second career. When, you know, exiled by the U.S. government, comes back after almost four years with killers, Frazier, Foreman, Norton, these guys, and he had to gut it out, right? Then you found out not only was he the goodest, which he was, he was also the greatest. KD might be the goodest player who ever lived, right? But is he, like, how great is he? Jay, to me, that's what this is about right now. KD's greatness, overcoming these obstacles, because Jay, it's not like he ain't got Kyrie with him. I know his coach is not the best. (laughs) Steve Nash is getting outcoached. I know they're throwing a lot at KD, but he is KD, damn it, and he has Kyrie with him. Key, there are certain people in life where the rules are not fair. They're not fair. They don't play by the same standards that everybody else does. And that is especially for KD and Kyrie. KD, we have called him the best player in the world so many times. And look, I, I see it. I've witnessed it. It's incredible. But the last two games, you've been seeing a lot of challenges for him. And my thing is when you have the most skilled duo, ever play in LeBron James, D. Wade, a lot of people have concurred my own thought on that, that now the conversation turns into, okay, who cares about the most skilled? You could be skilled out your ass. It doesn't mean anything. Now it's about winning. Now it's about coming through in clutch moments. The same same kind of ridicule and criticism we have for Jokic, who is a a two-time MVP. He's probably going to win MVP again, right? He's going to be swept two years in a row in the playoffs for a two-time MVP, different standard for KD, best player in the world. Come on, man, you can't go down 0-3 and can't be looking this way. You and Kyrie going 1-17. of Two winnable games, by the way. You in particular going going 0-10 in the fourth quarter. You can't let that happen the third time. You can't. I I know, but I can't even go down the same track with with Jokic and KD. That ain't even – that's not No, I'm just talking about different standards. But the standards, standards. For, the standards for KD is such that people waiting for this moment to pounce on him. Yeah, he had two bad games. Okay, he didn't, he didn't play great in the second half of the second game. The first game he played okay. The second half of the second game, they had a stinker. But I'm not about to pounce on them losing two games and all of a sudden KD ain't considered the best in the world or the second best in the world. All of a sudden, he's slipping. His game is slipping. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. But Why he, would I do that? But my point is, you're making my point for me, the standard is elevated. It's exponentially different for Kevin Durant. You're saying we're talking yes, about Jokic, it's is, all, it's Jokic all, is MVP, and that's fine. But KD is, we're talking about him as the best player LeBron, in the world. LeBron, MJ, but, Kobe. But, yeah. but that's okay because LeBron James, LeBron James, when he was in Miami, Wet the bed against the Dallas Mavericks. It didn't change where LeBron James is it at absolutely today. Did. No, no, it no, didn't change. It, did. it didn't change no, it, it today, did. but it changed it back then. It he had to make up for it that. It changed it. It changed it right then and there. Yeah. And Brooklyn may not get out of this. 
And if they don't get out of it, it ain't going to change the way Kevin Durant is viewed across the world in basketball. Oh, I think you're wrong will. on that. 100% no, it will. It, Key, it, 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 every, the athletes, you guys write your own stories. It, his Right now, he's perceived as, or he was until recently, like he's the heir apparent to LeBron. He's now the best overall player in the world. That's why his goodness is without question. Greatness is what we're talking about. Right? Isn't that what we're talking about? Great you, ones. The you, great ones have lost before, too, man. Yeah, no but Key, Key, you sat there, and I, I'm only using the analogy here of, Yo, of Joker, not comparing him to KD, but just what your expectations are. You said about Nikola Jokic that, mm-hmm. hey, man, you got you to put in work. It's time to show me. You got these MVPs. You got to show me something. Yeah, and but I, I done seen KD show me, so I don't worry about that. I done seen it. You have, too. I done watched KD become the MVP two times in the championship, win rings. Mm-hmm. I done watched him dominate the Olympics. I done watched him do his deal. Uh, well, well, let's be honest it. about this now with, with in Oklahoma City. I'm a big KD fan, but in Oklahoma City, it, they, I thought that year they were as good as the Cavs or the Warriors. You know, like they were they, – they looked like – they got to a game seven, couldn't get it done. Cleveland got it done. LeBron and them got it done, right? And then, then KD joined up with the Warriors. It's almost like both of them looked at LeBron and like, this dude is too great. Let's join for Well, once KD's on the Warriors, you can't lose. I don't look at winning championships with an MVP on joining a 73-win team that basically don't have to give anything up real. I don't look at that as, boy, they really proved something. They proved they're the goodest Prove you're the greatest. Oh, now, when KD here, goes to here. Brooklyn, okay, here it is. That's not a ready-made team. Let's see you figure it out, Jay. He, he, like, even last year against the Bucks. Oh my God, KD's so much better than everyone. He got him by himself to a game seven. He didn't hit. He airballed in game seven in overtime. Like, yeah, he was very tired. I get it. It's inhuman what he was doing. Nevertheless, those are the facts. So, Key, if let's say game three. Yes. The scheme is elevated for Boston, and they win game three, and KD doesn't have a good performance. When we come back to the studio on Monday, yes, sir. will you still call Kevin Durant the best player in the world? I, I'm not calling him the best player in the world now. I said okay. he's one of maybe one, two, okay. who knows, three, depending what? on who you're talking to, but he will still be one of the best players in the world because he had a bad series doesn't mean anything. I agree. I'm not I, taking I, that away from him. Brother, I, watch, yeah. I watch Magic Johnson go from Magic Johnson to Tragic Johnson, mm-hmm. okay? I watched that with my own eyes as a kid, and then the conversation turned into something way different. I watched Michael Jordan as a kid not be able to get past the Pistons until he got Scottie Pippen, and now we talking about oh, he's the greatest. All right, six and zero, he never Kyrie, lost. Brother. I've seen all of those things, and so I don't just look at a small sample size of a handful of games and all of a sudden take and jump into the ocean in a raft and get away from the ship. I don't start to do that. But I don't want a piece of prisoner. Of the moment, Jay, and yeah, I don't I'm with think, you, Key. Yeah, you can't do that. But, but I feel like we're saying the same thing because I, I'm not saying that KD isn't oh, – KD's know, one of the best you, players to ever play I know the you damn not, game. I know yeah. you're not saying it. I'm basically I'm responding yeah. to what people out there in the world is saying, including the guy sitting to your right. <laughs> no, no, but wait, wait. Everything you just said, I'm on board with. But each piece, you're right, small sample size, I've seen a bigger one. But all those little 
pieces go up into the overall picture. And here are pivotal moments in a guy's career. Even when it feels like a guy plays forever. What's he play? 12, 15 seasons when he's at his, when he's at his peak or on, on good teams. Well, if in this season it ends in disappointing fashion because you get caught ball watching in game one because you have a 17-point collapse in game two, if you wind up losing this series, that's a, that's a pretty big piece in your career. I just want to clarify yourself, though. If, if they do continue the same game plan and Katie doesn't play great in game Three and they lose. Are you saying that Katie isn't one of the best players in the world? You he's still are clearly saying clearly one of okay. the like. Right. It's, so that's it's, my it's, it'll be absurd. So to I think, say he's I think not. Max, you and I are both arguing like this is about see, being the greatest yes! player but, in the but, world, but, not but, one of the greatest. Yes! But Jay, but yes. Jay, who's to say that LeBron James ain't the greatest player in the world still? Agree. No, I'm with. I'm with. Like, you. That's why. That's that, why I'm not saying Katie's the greatest because, as far as I can see with my eyes. The old dude is still All right, the check greatest. This out. Wait, wait, wait. Stay right there. Stay right there. Stay right there with yeah, LeBron. With when he choked in Miami, four straight fourth quarters, didn't want the ball. We all saw it. He was at one status. That's a strong word. When they word. started, he did. When <laughs> he started, ass word. when he started, it's what it is. It's back. When Yo, he, back, I'm not afraid to say what it is. Y'all say the same thing in private. Look, when he won back to back in Miami, that changed things. When he came back on Golden State. That was a huge piece in one of the greatest things that anyone's ever done in sports, right? That elevated him. We, since then, we have not seen LeBron really choke. He's had amazing finals that he's lost because he's just been outgunned. We've all seen it, right? But that's why, Key, you can still say we have not seen LeBron in the playoffs and just been like, man, that ain't it. That Not since Miami. That's why. But if we did see that, now we'd have questions. He, he, he didn't play well against Dallas. There's no question about it. But again, I will say it again. I have watched others. I watched a great Kobe Bryant struggle against the Detroit Pistons, struggle against the Celtics, okay, and lose. So it it happens. It happens. It, it okay, certainly I, happens, you know the Jay? thing is, okay, I think one of the things I'm seeing is that the, the physicality of the game like, I, I think that will now turn into the blueprint of how other teams will guard Kevin Durant. Like, I, I think that's probably the most mind-boggling, eye-opening thing out of what I've seen the last Is that a ma- issue of scheme, or is this an issue of the athletes getting better and scheme? It's a combination of both. It's a combination of having versatile versatile pieces like Al Horford that every time he comes across the lane, he's getting checked with an elbow to the, to the chest. It's having wing defenders like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and they're throwing guys. I mean, look. You, you got to throw a multitude at guys at, at the best player in the world, right? It's not one guy doing this now. It's a collective effort. Guys getting up underneath him, checking him. He's not getting – shots are getting raked out of his hands left and right. Yeah. So this he'll is – this right. is. I think he'll be okay. But I, I, everybody kept saying, oh, he'll be fine in game two. I'm like, I don't know. Well, yeah, I, he was I fine. He was fine in the first half, Jay. Well, he got to the free throw line a lot. But that, he got to the free I'll take throw. that. Yeah, I hear you. The second half, that wasn't the same case. At best, we can say the title. Jordan got to the free throw line a lot, too. The undisputed best player in the world was LeBron for a long time. It looked like KD was about to be the undisputed champ, right? The title is fractured right now. There are a lot of guys with different claims to it. KD is one of them, but he ain't undisputed. And it looked for all the world to me like he was about to be undisputed. He is not. Max, last not undisputed I, best one thing I do want to say, I know we're talking a lot about Kevin Durant. I know we're talking a lot about Steve Nash, Kyrie Irving. 
But, damn, this whole thing to me has been about Jason Tatum taking a damn seat Shoot. at the table yeah. as one of the best in basketball, and he is winning well, so this far, battle thus so, far. So far, he got out the car. He's in line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's waiting for the bouncer to see him to put him in front. <laughs> right now, you no know, it's game yeah, two. Man. Once he gets game three, the bouncer will now have him wait outside the rope to get confirmation it's okay to let him in. Yep, that's. Uh, I think that's pretty much a perfect analogy. Keyshawn, J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's get back to the NFL. Debo Samuel wants to be done with San Francisco. Per our very own Jeff Darlington, he spoke to Debo Samuel, and he said that he has asked the 49ers to trade him. We are smelling trouble for the San Francisco <laughs> 49ers because we got the reports that they were willing to pay him, and maybe Debo was like, nah, I'm good. Huh. So uh, Debo wants out. Well, listen, Debo wants to get paid. I'm quite sure if the San Francisco 49ers were like, here's the contract you're looking for, he wouldn't be requesting a trade, right? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Key, but it seems that way to me. The market reset, he wants to get paid. San Francisco ain't trying at the moment pay him like what he, what he wants. I really want to know, I would like to know what they're thinking. Like, I would want to know what San Francisco's thinking because we don't, we just know they, hey, we, we want to keep him, we want to pay him. But what is it that you want to pay him, right? Yeah. only thing I can go to is think about a lot of players that are hybrid-type players that do multiple things, and they do those multiple things. They may do one thing more. Let's say, for instance, if you are a cornerback listed, but yet and still you're playing safety in the scheme 75% of the time, but the, in in based you on think the of scheme, the dude as a safety, but now they start yep. thinking him as a safety instead of as a corner because corners make more money than safeties. I wonder if that's kind of what they're doing with Debo, saying, "Well, you kind of we line you up in the backfield, we give you fly sweeps, we consider that a running game, not a wide receiver because you do touch the ball." Both ways. I wonder if they're trying to play that game, the Jimmy Graham New Orleans game with him, where it's well, you we you're tied in, Max, but then you detach from the formation and we throw you fade. So therefore, we want to play you like a tight end. I wonder if that's what's happening. No here. one wants to be thought of as a running back nowadays. I hate to say it. A lot of times, I think of Debo. I think of a back. Yeah, and, running and backs he, don't want to be. And no, that's right. And and by the way, those like those uh, he's just a football player, guys. That's how you win Super Bowls with. Yeah. football players, and yet somehow no one wants to pay the football player. Joe Douglas, the Jets GM, could the Jets be interested in Debo Samuel? Really no specifics. I uh, can't get into specifics uh, when it comes to a player that's not not on our roster. Um, you know, I'll just say that uh, since, since coming here, I've made it known my job is to get the team better, and uh, we're going to do that via any avenue we can. Obviously, a few weeks ago, you made that run at Tyreek Hill. Fair to say that the veteran receiver market is still something you're interested in. It's so again, if the opportunity, I know we talked to, about it down in Florida. If the right opportunity presents itself, um, you know we're, we're, we are going to be aggressive. Key, what do you think? You think well, how, like how aggressive should the Jets be? They better be aggressive. I think they are, should be as aggressive as yeah. they were for Tyreek Hill. Damn right, Key. Um, given the fact that they need weapons. To help the young quarterback out, they need to be as aggressive as possible. Now, within the mindset of he isn't Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is going to run the five sweeps, but he's going to also line up on the on in the slot outside. I mean, he's doing receiver 
type things. Debo Samuel is not going to do that 90% of the time. But interesting thing here is Robert Sala, who's the head coach, the former defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers two years ago, and Mike LaFleur, who was an assistant offensive coach for the 49ers, is now the offensive coach, offensive coordinator for the New York Jets, has a similar scheme and knows Debo from the 49er days. Maybe he likes that and they like that and say, okay, we could implement him into our offense and nothing changes for him. There's no huge learning curve, but you got to be willing to give up something, right? You got a couple first-round picks I need to see. I know you're not going to give me the four, but give me the ten. And you could have him give me a ten and a two, and you could have him, but you got to be willing to pay him now $80 million on top of that. Guaranteed money in the next 18 months. Are you willing to do all of those things for a team that's probably not willing to, that's not ready to make the playoffs yet? Keep uh, just for some context for our listeners, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, the Jets offered three picks in the 2022 draft for Tyreek Hill. Two second rounders, number 35 and number 38, and a third rounder, number 69, in exchange for Hill and a third round 2022 pick, number 103 overall. So they swap well, thirds swap, and pick yeah, up a couple thirds. seconds. Yeah, so, okay, Tyreke. so you you willing to do that and sweeten the pie or whatever the case is to get Debo Samuel, then go ahead and make a run at it. But know that you're going to have to pay him more than, you, than the Dolphins paid Tyreek Hill. Here's something that just from a – from a, a fan's perspective, but also as a former player, I know getting the bag is a very important. So, but for Debo Samuel, the schemes that Kyle Shanahan has him in are off the charts, right? Can we all agree that Kyle Shanahan, one of the best coaches in the NFL? He's done a good job. He's done a good job, right? So for Debo, are you trusting him in Robert Sala to have those same – even though you got the bag, are there going to be those same kind of play calls for you? that same kind of design with a younger quarterback? Or is this going to be a Tyreek Hill situation where, you know, he got the bag, but he's going to be looking at a situation like, damn. You fight like, through it, man. You, 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 you have no you, choice, you, right? You fight through it. I got traded from the New York Jets to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I went from I went from being a perennial pro bowler to catching, you know, 1,100 yards a year, whatever it was, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with an undeveloped quarterback in Sean King and a run-first dominant offense in Mike Allstott and Warwick Dunn in a defensive-heavy team with Tony Tungy, and I had to fight through it. And then the next year, I go to the Pro Bowl. I have 106 grabs, whatever the case is. I'm back to what I was at the Jets. But you got to fight through it because I was young, and it was my second contract. I ain't give a damn about winning. I care about securing the bag and the future. And Debo Samuel and second year got a second contract, guys, that's all they should care about. Third contract is a different situation because my first contract, I don't make much money. You know, I'm a rookie. I'm, I'm second round pick relative to everybody else. Now I get a chance to get the bag. You go get the bag, man. You go get the bag. You go get the bag. We'll worry about winning later on. Secure your future. Yeah, it's, I mean, look, with. When there are tens of millions of dollars at stake, if one team is offering you some kind of hybrid deal and the other, and you think another team is going to pay you like a wide out 
and it's a difference between getting fifty five million and seventy five million guaranteed. Bye. See you later. See you later. I'm and call Max way, to pick me up at the airport. Yeah, I'm right there, <laughs> Keith. <laughs> right there. I mean, that's as simple as that. It's a business decision, and even if it means your stats will suffer and everything. This is probably the biggest contract, very likely the biggest contract yes. you will ever get. Ever. You've got to get you, paid now. You, you work fight, his whole life you fight for this. through that. You. Yeah. you fight through that, though, Jay. And I understand what you're saying. Like, if, if this was his, if this was the end of his second deal and they were trying to give him some money, now you sit there and you go, you know what? I made, I made 150. Okay, I want to win. I hadn't won a Super Bowl yet. It's like, eh. Yeah. It's just like when I, when I, when I left, when I left, the Dallas Cowboys go to Carolina Panthers. There was a ton of teams lined up to pay me more money than the Carolina Panthers, and I decided to go to Carolina. Even you made though, your money. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But I wanted to win a championship again, and, but, I, but Carolina was a good football team. So I was like, you know, it ain't even about the money. It's about me winning now, and I want to win some more. So it's all about what you want to do. Tom Brady could have got $50 million a year from other teams. Guess what he did? He went to Tampa because Tampa was the best situation for him to win again. Courageous or cowardly? One move from last night that has Key scratching his head. Next on ESPN Radio Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot for the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, I paid money to see that guy. That's not Aaron Boone's problem. That was the... Uh Yankees intentionally walking Miguel Cabrera on 97 won the ticket. Here is the sagacious Yankees manager, Aaron Boone, with, with the courage of his convictions and the wisdom, the baseball knowledge to do the right thing. Here he is on not pitching to Miguel Cabrera. Look, it's a baseball call all the way, you know, but, but there, there's no doubt that there's a little more like you know, feeling to it when you're, you know, understanding the situation. So, you know, but in the end, you got to go with what you think is, is, is right within the, within the context of the game. I'm a hundred percent with the skipper. What? 100% with him. He did. I'm not pitching to him. It's a baseball move at the same time. You ain't getting 3000 on us. 
Well, I don't even care. I don't think – I honestly – I honestly don't believe that not getting the 3,000 on us played into it at all. He just just said that. What are you talking about? Not into his decision. This is the Yankees. He just said it. This is the Yankees. What are you talking about? Why why is it like, oh, this is part of our scheme? Pitch the – strike the damn man out. No, what he said was he understands there's more to it in the moment. The circumstance is big, basically, right? But but what I'm saying is this. That's not from the Yankees. We're going to deny it. It's not going to come. We're not going to let give you a shot to hit it. Although, by the way, they pitched to him throughout the game. He had a chances to get the hits. But And, and, and Jordan Montgomery struck him out on a curveball and et cetera. That's what but, I'm saying. So why? But here's, here's why, okay? Now, Litke is a left-hander. He's good. He's on the mound, right? Uh, Miguel – now, the bases were loaded with nobody out. He had just gotten a double play. So there are – what is it? It's second and third now with – Two outs, okay. okay? Miguel Cabrera is coming up. He's a right-handed slugger. He's not great anymore, but he can still hit. First base is open. The batter following Cabrera is a lefty. In baseball, you want the same side matchup, especially if it's lefty-lefty, because not only are there fewer left-handed pitchers, so no one sees them very often, right? But a left-handed hitter especially usually gets fewer at-bats throughout his career against left-handed pitchers because it's a bad matchup. So, of course, with the lefty coming up and first base open, you walk the right-handed slugger. I mean, of course, I'll do it 100 times out of 100. Okay. Yes, you, you do do that to get to the lefty. There's no, and sometimes you bring in a guy out of the bullpen Word. if he's facing up against the same side of the, uh, uh, a pitcher in the batter. I get it. But in this situation, you can't tell me that that never factored in to Boone's thinking when that moment and, came. And Key, you can't tell me that. Key, and Key, when the lefty came up, what did he do? Got a hit. He, he, he got a hit. Got and a hit. Scored. Well, it doesn't always work. Uh, I, I, I hear course. you. But, Mac, you can't <laughs> that, tell that, me that you don't take satisfaction get. on he didn't get it on us. No. Can't tell me that. I mean, oh, yeah. Do okay. I like that? Sure. Sure. Do I like it? But I'm just telling you, like, I put myself in Boone's position. I'm a, I'm, look, I'm a huge Yankees fan. I'm always going to stick up for the Yankees, all that. I'm honestly telling you right now, if I thought differently, I would tell you so. And then I'd be sitting here going, ain't going to get it on us, right? Like that would be my feeble excuse because I would have nothing else. I'm telling you right now, first base is open, two outs, runners on second and third, right-handed. Why do you think he's looking for his 3,000th hit? Because he can't hit? (laughs) One of the best right-handed hitters ever is up. First base is open. I got a lefty on the mound, and a lefty is up next. I'm not pitching to the right-hander. But if he he can't hit, then you shouldn't be afraid of him. Well, I mean, he can't hit like he used to. That's my question, Yeah, he can't hit like he used to. By the way, he actually struck out against the lefty, too, Jordan Montgomery. He's a righty striking out against the lefty, so all of a sudden, it's the optimal time for him to, yeah. on first, on second and third with two outs, all of a sudden he's going to punch one. Uh, he's going to punch one through second base. Because Why did they, they pitch to him the rest of the game then? That's they pitched to him the other parts of the game. Thank you guys for coming around and being reasonable about it. No, why Wait, did they say? pitch to him? I'm reasonable. I just think that I'm reasonable. I just think that there was a little bit of shade in there. Oh, I see. I mean, look. Of course there was. Let's put, I don't think it's petty. I think coming it's out of it. It's not petty. It's great. It's sports. It's I petty. would never want to see him Key, do that against me. Key, we are both petty individuals. Please. I understand that pettiness is all involved in sports. Just be real about it. 
Don't try to tell me all oh, it's about scheme. It's about situation. Petty is not. Well, here's the difference. That's being petty. Pettiness was not. In I can't. The, mo- the Yankees petty. Pettiness is not in the motivation. It may be what you take out oh, of the situation, geez. but it's not the reason oh, they did what they stop. did. They did what they did out of strategy, and they stop. can enjoy it out of pettiness. Just, That's uh, different. What do you mean? What kind of strategy? You just told me the strategy. There are other lefties pitching to guys like that. No, what no. You- what, but because earlier in the game. Like, throughout the course of the game, you can have a lefty pitch to a righty. But if it's still a, a game of only a couple runs difference, let's say. I thought and he can't hit anymore. And he can hit well enough that he's still playing baseball, right? But like you he can also, still but hit you well also, if you, and I didn't see the game, yeah. and, and you would have to tell me because you probably watched it or something, where were they at in terms of the pitch count on whoever was pitching to him? Where were they at? Could they not have brought in a right-hander? Who, to could pitch who to have brought in a right-hander? The Yankees. Could they have brought in a – that's a good question because you have to face a minimum number of batters nowadays. It's not like it oh, used to be okay. key, like so where you had just, the loogie. He couldn't, he couldn't have brought in a righty because the next guy would have been a lefty anyway. Right, right. That's number one. That's why a lot of times you stagger the lineup, Jay, righty, lefty, righty, lefty, if you can, or with a switch hitter so they can't make multiple moves. But now there are rules in baseball where in the old days you would have a lefty, Jay, no lie. Dude could pitch for 20 years. Kia tell you this. All he had to do was get one left-handed batter out a game. A game. Yeah, because, wow. right? yeah. That's all. He, and he would make two, three million a year to get one lefty out a game. And so, so if they would have brought in a righty, that. if they'd have brought in a righty out of the pen, yeah. then they was facing that left-hand batter anyway, right. Right. and they, yeah, it would have been so a bad we can, matchup. So we can all agree that this was just a petty move. Nah, petty? Man. How's it petty? It's the, it's strategic. It yeah, is strategic. Petty. You just explained to me that. The, you just explained the complete opposite, though, to a degree, because he was pitched to before. No, no, no. What I'm no, Miguel Cabrera was pitched to throughout the course of a game. Yes. In the if let's say you come up in the fourth inning, it's nothing, nothing, or one nothing. You pitch to I, him. You, you pitch to a guy. Yeah, you but if it's late in the game and it's close, and and, yeah. and first base is open, in other words, walking him doesn't the, hurt you. Okay. But part of the game, it doesn't hurt you even because you assume what you're assuming is you're going to get the out. Yeah. You're going to get out of the inning is what you're assuming. You think Although mm-hmm. that left-hander could have came up and hit a grand slam and yeah. put you behind the eight ball even though he got a hit anyway. Yeah, no and doubt. he got put behind but, the eight ball. here it is, Jay. As a manager, you're thinking, men on second and third, lefty pitching to a righty. Do I think the chances are better that a run scores, at least one run scores if I pitch to the righty, or do I think the chances are better I'm going to walk the righty? Now, bases are loaded, but any base, it's an out, including yeah. home plate, right? Because they're yeah. loaded. So. Right. I'll go lefty, lefty, and take my chances. I understand it. Got I it. get it. Understand That's it. what you're supposed to do. Great strategy. No, that is, that is what you're supposed to do. <laughs> but I still think Thank you, Key. that it encouraged <laughs> Boone to do it. You think it was part of the motivation or part that, of that, the enjoyment? I think See? it was part of the enjoyment. Of I agree. Sure. Part of the Come enjoyment, on. but not the motivation. Right. Yeah, it might have been part of the enjoyment. Yeah. It might have been enjoyment. Because he, he said in the clip, like he said, that like it was it was gut-wrenching, right? Like that to do it, it was like you don't say that if you're if you, you don't have some emotion towards the decision you're about to make when it comes to the three thousandth hit. Yeah, I mean, like, Both you know, Boone didn't want to be time. that guy. He didn't want to be that guy last night. Like, come on, man. He, he don't want to take I the been that out guy. of the I, I think Boone embraced being that guy. And I moment, would have, I, say, I, sure. I don't believe one word you're saying right now. Listen, like, it's okay to have a little bit flip. of the villain in you as the Yankees guy. It's all right. Jay, you played in this market. I mean, sorry, Key, you played in this market. Jay, you did too at Duke, basically. Here, but, and, <laughs> and, you grew, and, and you grew up here, right? So let's, let's take the flip. Imagine talk radio. 
back in the old days, right? Imagine talk radio if Aaron Boone, just because he wants to do the right thing by baseball, pitches lefty-righty with first base open men on second and third and two outs to Miguel Cabrera. And Miguel Cabrera not only gets his three hits, but seals the game with that hit, with his 3,000th hit. Seals the game. Do you know we'd be killing Boone on talk radio the next day? When if he got struck out? Would it matter? I mean, there's, there's, if you're given a hypothetical of that situation, isn't there a hypothetical of the other? If he got struck out? If he got, did I say struck, if he got like struck ED, out, you know what? There'd be, there would be columns. <laughs> there'd be columns and segments on talk radio saying, see, uh, he pitched to him and he still got him out there. And other people saying, nah, he shouldn't have even pitched to him. It's lefty, righty. So you you it's, the, it's the same thing now. We walked him, we pitched the lefty, lefty, and the lefty got the hit. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, same so you, thing. You had yeah. the right strategy and you still lost. Yeah, it happens Great. sometimes, as you I, know. I hear you. You know, you got, you got Steph with so a wide open look from three and it goes, doesn't go in. It's not the wrong shot. It just didn't go in, right? I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> Speaking of. Uh, Struck out. Huh? ED. Yeah, man. Way to, call, way to catch guys who need to step up. Yeah, I'm going to start doing you like that. <laughs> I'm going to start doing you. What was the word you made up today? Oh, yeah. Remember. Uchi. Uchi? No, Uchi. It was some Uchi. What was it? Periff, man. Periff That's the word of the week. The That's Itchy. it. I don't know. No, that was his word last week. He's I periffed him. Yeah. I periffed him. <laughs> yeah, peripheral. Peripheral. See, there you go. <laughs> yeah, peripheral. <laughs> yes, I, I want to talk just like that. Peripheral. Peripheral. <laughs> peripheral. <laughs> go ahead, Max. Do your deal. Will KD step up and save the Nets season? That's what we need to know. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Guys, did you, I mean, I know you saw this video. A Texas junior college pitcher, that, got, that dude who tackled the opposing batter after the home run, is no longer with the team, the school announced Thursday. Weatherford College pitcher Owen Woodward also received a four-game suspension. Guys, that tackle? That was like a Bobby Boucher tackle. That was Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> That was unbelievable. Key. I mean, that he. Have you ever seen? I've never seen anything like that in baseball. Um, not, not not somebody hitting a home run and running around the bases, and then all of a sudden somebody just I, I don't know full stride just decide that he getting ready to run through a dude. I mean, I wonder what. I wonder if there's like some underlying stuff, right, Jay? Because yeah, that was like yeah. it was like some underlying stuff. Like I've had issues with you before type stuff. See, Key, this is where baseball and, and basketball are so different. Because if somebody randomly, like w- when you saw it happen, you saw the, the pitcher kind of like, you know, going back and forth, the guys he's running around second base or third base before he takes off in a dead sprint. But when he hits him, when you see the benches clear out, 
People are trying to break the fight up. And my thing is, if I see some dude on my team, Max Kellerman, you're on my squad. Get hit like that? If I see you get hit like that, I'm not asking any questions. <laughs> Just start I'm throwing. I'm not trying to break anything up. <laughs> this is a full-on brawl. Yeah, you can't do questions later. You can't do my dude like that, Come and on, now man. I'm trying to play peacemaker. Come that's on, That's a brawl. That's yeah, a see, brawl. I, I've, I've always tried to be a peacemaker when stuff go down, man. Key, if you, you see your teammate in my get face, hit like man. that, though. Key, if you got yeah, hit but like I, that, but, though. But, yeah, I always try to just keep everybody Calm. at bay and let them go one-on-one, so to speak. Because I can't be getting my face messed up, man. Them dudes <laughs> money maker. haymakers and stuff. You, that stuff is serious. I done been on teams where, where it goes down. But I'm like, man, I'm not, I'm not getting involved in that. Let me move. Uh, I'll be the Lonzo Ball of the world. Say whatever you want to say to me. Remember Lonzo did that? He walked yeah, away. Remember, <laughs> he, 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 remember that, Max? He walked yeah. away. That's like, me. Can have this. Yeah, I'm not trying. Now, if you do that to me, we're going to scrap. But me trying to dive in the middle of that, it's unnecessary. Yeah, but he did so your teammate, you teammate like teammate, that, man. If I got knocked out, you want to come to my back? No, it's you just you and me, Jay. Diff- that's Jay, different, you though, Jay. And you got to hurt back. Different. I, got, I can't expect no, but a lot that's from different. you. No. You getting knocked out, now I got to come to your defense. That's different. Yeah, okay. But if you able to, to square up on the dude, yeah, y'all I hear what, you I hear what you're saying, you got, but I, that, yeah. I can't believe his soul didn't leave his body after. I mean, <laughs> that that was a Lawrence Taylor quarterback sack. That was unbelievable. I had no Lost idea what was coming. now. Feet just flew off the air. Oh, my God. God, I, I could not believe Man. that video. G-Sean, J-Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. And as promised, here he is, Coach PJ Carlissimo here on Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Series XM Channel 80. And your smart speakers were presented by Progressive Insurance. Max, I just want you to know, I had one day where at a golf event, I was having cocktails with my guy PJ and Bill Raftery at the same time. Wow. When I tell you, me as a 30, I think I was 35, 36 years old at the time, I had to leave the table early. I was like, <laughs> I'm going home to lay down. These guys are still hanging. You I'm trained, like, you trained hey, Coach. Hey, legendary. Hey, hey, Coach, you trained him well because he tried to drink me under the table the other I night. I could not. So, he, he did all right with the drinking, but he couldn't get a word in with Raph and I. He no didn't say way. a word for about a half hour. Coach, I am impressed. It trained me well for this show, PJ. I am impressed, Coach, because every Jay Will story starts. I was having a few cocktails. Like, everything. Jay, what's going on? It's all I'm having a few cocktails. Everything. Uh, I'm telling you, if you want a 30 for 30, just these two times. These two guys at the table alone, the amount of stories, oh. Raph's the best. Come on. There's, there's, there's no one even close. He's the best. If you got to be anywhere, forget a cocktail party. If you got to be anywhere with somebody, Raph's the person you want to be with. Man. So tell me this story about what you've seen Boston do to slow down Kevin Durant. Uh, super impressed. Uh, I, I think I don't want to make too much of it, but it's a real factor. M.A. having been an assistant in Brooklyn last year, 
huge advantage. There's no, you talk about scouting, you want some intel. How about sitting on a bench for a year and getting to really know people? I think M.A. in that series and Willie Green uh, w- with the Pelicans haven't been in Phoenix. I think that's it's a factor. Deciding factor, no. The game plan has been brilliant. Uh, I think Kevin was was bothered. Frustrated is probably a better word in the first half of the first game. But he came back. Everybody's kind of forgetting the way he came back. He came back in the second half of game one and played really well. He played really well in the first half of game two. The other two halves, it, was, it wasn't Kevin Durant. I don't know who that was in Kevin's body up there. He really got himself in trouble, Jay Will, with bouncing the ball. Too much, right? 12, well, for sure. 12 turnovers, which is a ton, uh, obviously, for KD. But most of them were when he was dribbling the ball. And I, I think he's playing again. You always talk about – people talk about eyes on a guy. They've got 10 eyes on him every time he touches the ball. He's had the ball a lot above the free throw line. So, it's you know, people are looking at him. Talk about contesting. You know, you're happy. We contest. I think it's the most significant defensive stat. When somebody shoots the ball, whether you got a hand up and you really contest, if you look at his shots in the first two games, they've had multiple players, more than one player, almost every time contesting his shot. And they have great length. Now, they don't have length that's going to stop KD because he's got the ultimate length. But they have big people on him, whether it's Tice, whether it's Horford, whether it's Tatum. Take your pick. It's a big team. They can switch a lot. They've done a great job. I, I think it's been the defensive game plan. I think the way the games have been officiated, you say in one sense, well, they called a million fouls. Yeah, they did, but physical is, is a good way to go with Kevin. If you're going to let him get, you know, bump him and really get on him, uh, it, it's going to upset him a little bit. Has he adjusted? Yeah, he adjusted well in game one. Second half of game two, that, that team, he and Kyrie struggled so much. But every time KD put the ball on the floor, uh, it was tough for him. I think they're going to get him off the ball more. I think they'll move him around a little bit. But the, the, the thing that people forget, I mean, they're one possession away from winning game one. They should have won they, both games. They, got, they could have. They got I caught ball watching well, game they, one. They, well, they could have. Uh, you know what happened at the end? You take that. You're going into Boston. Boston's the best defensive team in the league. If you said to almost any team, I'll give you the ball, with a one-point lead Take with 40 it. seconds to go. I mean, that's a good place to be. They defended Kyrie so well that last possession of that game. Uh, Marcus Smart did a great job. Horford helped him. By the time Kyrie kicked the ball out to Kevin, it was like three seconds. The shot was on. Kyrie his, got into hero mode clock a little was bit. On his back. It was, it was on. But again, he he'd had to. 39 points yeah. doing the same thing. Uh, they weren't taking the ball away from him on the dribble. They were taking it away from KD. I don't think... He'll bounce it as much. And, again, it, it sounds goofy, but when a 6'11 guy's bouncing the ball, it takes a little longer for it to get up and down, and they're taking advantage of that. I, I don't think uh, he's, he's going to spend as much time pounding the ball as he did in game two particularly. Coach, they're down, Nets are down 0-2 right now. How much of this is on Steve Nash and not making the necessary adjustments, and particularly in the second half of these games? Uh not, not very much at all, Key. I think if you look at the, the game one, they're down 10 or 11 starting the fourth quarter. They go from down 10 or 11 in the fourth quarter and put themselves in position to win the game. So I thought his adjustments in the first game were excellent. Whatever they did in the second half of game two uh, didn't, didn't work. I, I think he's getting a bad uh, rap because when you look at the two years, what he's had to deal with, every time I see Steve, I just shake my head and I say, I coached 40 years. I didn't deal with some of the stuff he's had to deal with in two years. Between that roster changing in the middle, 
Never got a chance to practice or play with these guys. They change it both years. They change in the middle. They take a significant piece away. They bring somebody in. It's really hard to manipulate and do the things you want to do when you haven't had your group together. You look at someone like the Celtics have been intact pretty much. New coach, absolutely. But those guys have played together for a long time, and I think they're more able to make adjustments. I think right now, uh, Steve Nash and his team, they need to respond. There's no question about that. If they lose this series 4-1, Steve Nash the head coach next year moving forward? I, I think he is, but I, I think the, the discussions are more. Uh, you know, if I'm Joe Sy, it's like, hey, we did all the things you asked us to do. But, I mean, you look at how they've changed direction uh, in the last two years. I'm talking a significant change direction. Yeah. But they were all in. They certainly spent a ton of money. They brought that, that roster in. Uh, has it worked? No, it hasn't worked to this point. Net backers will tell you, what are you talking about? If Kevin's toe doesn't hit the line, they probably knock off Milwaukee last year. We're this close. Without We're still Kyrie in the series. Or Harden. They win Saturday. You know, they're back yeah. in the series. So, and Ben Simmons wait, next year, too, if he's wait and see. Yeah, I mean, Different exactly. Harden's gone, and what did we, what did we get back? Um, I, I, I happen to like Seth Curry an awful lot. Uh, I like Andre Drummond an awful lot, too, but – Put Ben in, now, now we're talking, uh, it's, it's a little bit different deal. Yeah. So I think the jury's out, and I, I think it, unfortunately for the Nets, we're probably not going to know until going forward. Yeah. Um, PJ, by the way, is calling the game tomorrow night. With Kesty. Kesty's calling. I'm just along for the ride. Mark <laughs> Kesty does all the work, and I say a few, I say a few words. It's fun. Um, yep, with Mark Kesticher. It's, that, Kesticher, it's uh, 7 p.m. on ESPN Radio. Coach, thanks so much for uh, Max. Great being with you. Always today. great being with Jay, you, Will, and Jay. Key. I hope right, the environment's good for you tomorrow night. Sometimes Brooklyn in playoffs, you're like, uh, it, it, it better be good because it, it was rock, it. it was rocking in Boston, and, yeah. and I think the hopefully the, the Brooklyn faithful and they they were great fans. I, I was lucky enough to coach there uh, for a year with Avery. Uh, I, I think that I think they'll turn out from the NBA playoffs to the NFL off season. Mm. The KJM NFL mock draft continues. We've got four selections every day, plus one player from the postseason that might be perfect for the Knicks. That's next on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Thanks for picking up the tab uh, last time too, PJ. G-Sean, J-Will, and Max, the podcast.